PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome in to the one and only Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Race Tech. How the hell are you guys doing out there? Hopefully you got your Christmas tree up, your Christmas lights hung, and you guys are all festive for the holidays because we are back to talk about the 2023 Honda CRF 450RX and 250RX as well as a little bit of Johnny Campbell talk. Uh, we had to uh, go down to Chocolate Mountain, which is in uh, a private track in El Cajon near San Diego. We had the privilege to witness Johnny get a 30-year plaque for being with Honda Motor Corporation and to ride the new RXs. So we're going to cover a little bit of that here on this show today and talk to you about what's new, what they're like to ride. They set up a big loop over there on this private facility uh, that has single track, uh, sand washes, rocky, off-camber terrain, a little bit of moto. So just what this bike is tailor-made for. So we'll talk about that and see if it's the right bike for you. But first, first thing is first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one and only first stop place to go. When you want to do your shopping for your holidays, go to KieferIncTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, and what that does, it gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing and lets them know that you like this show. So uh, it's free, three-day shipping, over 50, 75 bucks. That's right, 75, almost said 50. And uh, that helps huge because right now gas is expensive and shipping is getting more and more. So go do some shopping over at Rocky Mountain. Great bunch of people over there, and they support the sport. And if you guys want to get some new gear, maybe gift some new gear for Christmas, go to FXR Racing. Use the code KKMX35. That'll save you 35% off a set of gear or socks or whatever you want to do, maybe stocking stuffers. Lots of cool stuff over there at FXRRacing.com. There's going to be really, really cool LE gear coming out next year in 2023. I'm excited about that. And there will be a Kiefer Edition 2.0 gear that is coming. So stay tuned for that. But use that code KKMX35. And if you're a lady, you like to ride, you want to stick it to the dudes, I have a special code for you. Uh, just email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will give it to you. And the reason why I don't give it to you right here, because there are nasty, nasty gentlemen out there that will take that code and run with it for their own use. So we do not want that. We want to keep it to the ladies and give them a little bit more than the guys out there. So we want to keep them on motorcycles. And if you like Maybe you have a Honda RX. You want to get a little bit plusher ride? Go to Racetech, Racetech.com. They have gold valves. They can do some engine services. They can map Vortex ECUs. They do all kinds of things, even vintage bikes. They do it all. Sales at Racetech.com. Use the word Kiefer. That'll save you some dough if you're going to order some gold valves, springs, whatever it is that you want to do over at Racetech.com. Great bunch of people over there, and they're willing to help you guys out to get your bike more comfortable and a little bit smoother, faster, whatever it is that you want, they can do it. Thanks to all of our 2022 sponsor, Power Motorsports. 
Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lit Pro, that's right, and Fastco. I just got me a new spoke torque wrench from Cole at Fastco, and it is unbelievable. It's my favorite thing in my toolbox. So if you want to get a discount code, hit me up. I'll get you in contact with those guys. And, of course, OldTimersMX.com. They are changing their name. We're going to talk about that here in the coming weeks. But if you guys want to go racing, longer motos, right now, OldTimersMX.com. I will get you a new website address that's coming here very shortly. And uh, new dates, new tracks, exciting times over there. So a little bit of a a change going on. So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk to the guys over there. And uh, don't forget, it's fun to race, everybody. Grab your wife, your girlfriend, whatever it is. Go to the track. Do some gate drops with your homies. It is a great time. So we're here today to talk about the 2023 Honda 250RX. It's been a busy week over here at KieferInkTesting.com. Um, lots of new tests going to be written up and uh, and put up on our website. Just got back from the Pulp MX show. That was a very fun show. Some of these off-season shows that we do over there, man, it is a fun time. I had Eric Phipps from Works Connection in, in studio with me, so that is always fun. Had great guests. And uh, it's always fun banter with Steven over there. But it is uh, it is Wednesday over here, and we are full into off-road mode. Last week, I spent two days with the KTM and Husqvarna off-road team. Um, a couple days before that, I was at this 2023 Honda CRF250RX and 450RX intro. And at this intro where we were, so let me tell you, let me paint you a picture of where we were real quick. If you guys saw my social media stories on that day, uh, it is a place called Chocolate Mountain, and it is in El Cajon, California, near the Mexican border, uh, near San Diego. But it is a private facility where a lot of these manufacturers go to do their photo shoots, their posters, and have some of these intros. I've been there before with Honda at an intro. I've been there testing with another manufacturer. So it is a it is a, basically a playground for anyone that loves dirt bikes. And I met the owner and his sons over there, and... What I told him and described to him was as you enter the gates to this place, um, it's rolling hills. There's some rocky mountains or that surround this whole area in the property. But, but as you go in, there's avocado orchards. It's, it's basically a farm farming uh, area. And there is these little just jumps everywhere around the property. So it reminds me of being 12 years old at home, you know, you're digging your own jumps, you're jumping over the driveway, you're making a hip over a Joshua tree, you're just doing all these little fun bicycle jump things or for your pit bike. And it just reminded me being very young because as I'm driving into the facility, there's like a jump over the driveway, there's like a jump over the um, a propane tank, over some trees, over the fences. There's all kinds of little hips and jumps and ravines and, and just all different kinds of things that you can have fun on. It, it, it almost just puts a smile on your face as soon as you go through the gate. So I was excited to ride just the place itself. And then you open up to the facility, and it's a huge motocross track with huge jumps. There's an enduro cross track. Tyler Berriman has his quarter pipe there where he practices. There's a trail system that goes up and down these mountains, and the mountains are fairly steep and rocky, so you got slick rock to go over over on. So it's a great facility to test different types of things, and uh, it was cool to have Honda there. So... As well, Johnny Campbell, and if you don't know, if you guys live living under a rock, Johnny Campbell's been with Honda for 30 years, has won Baja 11 times in a row. He's a staple in off-road racing. Uh, he's one of the nicest 
uh, human beings that I have met. I grew up watching Johnny race. Uh, Johnny was um, one of my heroes growing up. In my household, you were either a Team Green fan or a Honda fan. And way back in the in the 90s, early 2000s, Honda was the underdog in off-road racing because Team Green dominated. Well, I was more on the Honda side. My dad was a Team Green guy, and we always butted heads. And then when Johnny started winning Baja, I was always rubbing it in my dad's face and saying, hey, hey, Honda's coming up. So once Johnny uh, started getting the bike a little bit better, which was the XR, and that was another thing that was pretty cool. He had all of his old race bikes on display. So the old XR650, uh, the XR628, all these things that evolved over the years up until now uh, where Honda is winning with Mark Samuels, now SLR Racing. So it was cool to see the evolution of the motorcycles. But Johnny was there to get an award, and he was surprised. Um, Honda gave him his old XR 628 first winning Baja machine so that was emotional and you can tell when he gave the speech to all of us media that were sitting there you know listening to his stories of Baja and how he got with Honda and the whole thing it, you can tell he got a little bit of emotional and he had a flashback in his head about uh, where he's come from and how long it's took to get here and and for me as as if you guys know me a little bit I like those personal backstories of human beings just because I like to know the story of how someone got there, especially for someone that's been with a company for 30 years. That is rare in our industry. There's only one other person, which is Doug Dubach, that I could sit here and say, I have watched this guy all my life be with one manufacturer. It doesn't happen. It is very, very rare. And it's rare that a manufacturer has stuck with one guy for that long. Usually they will get up and move around and just say, okay, we had a relationship Nice to know you. Thank you for your services and move on to something else. Marketing team strategies are different. They evolve. Uh, the company itself goes different ways. But Honda has, stay, has stayed with Johnny and has stayed true. Johnny has stayed with Honda and it's created a 30-year long lasting relationship, relationship that um, has blossomed. You know, Johnny retired from racing professionally but created his own team. Uh, did GNCC racing. Now he has an, a West Coast off-road team that he helps. Um, Ryan Surratt, son of former 125 Supercross champion uh, Willie Surratt. So Johnny is still heavily involved in racing, and he, and he has Honda to back him, which is unbelievable. And it gives riders jobs. It gives these kids jobs that are maybe not quite making it in, in motocross, have an off-road career, and flourish on two wheels. So Johnny has done something special within our industry, and it was cool to watch him get this award. It was cool to, to see him receive his first Baja winning machine. He had his wife, Faye, there. He had his son, Preston, which he runs professional off-road racing now for Honda and Johnny's team. And it was just one of those moments that you don't get to see that much, and it was cool that Honda brought him out and brought us out to witness all this. So past that, we got to ride the new 2023 450RX and 250RX on a, I don't know, maybe four and a half, five mile loop that was pretty fun. Again, tight sand washes, a motocross track, off cambers, slick rock, jumps, basically what the RX is built for, closed course racing. You can't take the RX out 
on an OHV uh, OHV area here in California and 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 be legal. There's not a spark arrestor, so it's basically a closed course machine. And for me, this bike is tailor made for what we rode there at Chocolate Mountain. A little bit of moto, a little bit of trails. If you guys are undecided of what you want to do, hey man, I like to go out with my buddy on on some trails that you know are legal in your area. You can get a spark arrestor, put that on and uh, be on your way on the trails, or hey, I want to go ride some moto the next day with my buddies. This is what these hybrid motorcycles are about. The RX, the FX, the XCFs, all these things that are out now, these are made for people that are undecided, uh, that have ADD, that I don't want to just ride one thing, like me. Like, I'm pretty moto-oriented. I'm 80-20. I haven't ridden trails in a very, very long time, and last week was the first time I got to ride trails, and I forgot, man. Uh, how fun it is. I don't know if it's me getting older and I'm looking for something a little bit different, but I grew up racing off-road, hare and hounds, and that's all we did, Grand Prix. And then I transitioned into motocross, and that's all I've been doing for the 25 years or so. Um, I've dabbled in some races, done some off-road with Dirt Rider, did a national hare and hound a couple years ago, and and I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I want to revisit this type of life again. It made me... Um, it reignited the flame that's in there of my little off-road soul. Uh, so next year, I really, really want to ride some more off-road races. And one of these bikes could be my weapon of choice, and I will explain why. But um, for me, I just think it's fun to ride something different. It's not the same old, same old motocross track. Uh, I had a great time with a bunch of dudes that just love riding dirt bikes. You get to talk shit. Uh, hang out, bullshit, then ride. So it's just a little bit different than your serious motocross racing that I've been doing for so long. So all of you riders that are a little bit of a 60-40, a 50-50 rider, uh, the 250 and the 450 RX is uh, basically not all new, but there's a lot of different uh, things that has evolved over the RX. So basically the RX lineup got all the changes the R did last year. So those new changes, the new frame uh, for 23, should say last year, this year, uh, the 23 frame is on the RX now. So um, those things have evolved. The, the 250 side of things got the updated frame from the 22. Uh, so the frame geometry has changed. The, the thickness has changed on the engine hangers. Um, the way the rigidity balance of the frame is, is different from the RX and as you guys know, I'm very vocal about a CRF450R and how rigid it feels in motocross, at least for West Coast conditions. I went testing yesterday in Mesquite. If you guys have never been to Mesquite, Nevada, chances are high that maybe you haven't. It's the middle of BFE in the desert, like an hour north of Vegas. You would never think it had soft dirt. Well, this, this whole track is basically as close as I can find it to my house to East Coast dirt. So... The Honda at that track doesn't feel as rigid or stiff as it does out here near me at Glen Helen, Paula, Paris, things like that. So I was worried that Honda made those R changes to the RX thinking it's going to be a nightmare to ride GP style, uh, fast roads, choppy trails. It's going to be rigid and just harsh and I am not going to like it. Well, <clears throat> I don't feel as much rigidity 
as I do um, on the R with the RX. The RX is heavier than the R. So I think with some weight comes a little bit less rigidity feel when I ride, especially on the 250 RX side. The 250 RX, I have more fun riding that 250 versus the 450. The 450 is a lot of motorcycle. If you're riding, if you're a rider that likes to ride West Coast GPs, faster terrain, wants to open that thing up, Baja, stuff like that, the 450 is the right bike for you. If you're like me that likes a little bit more technical trails, doesn't want to go 95 down a road, but still have enough power to haul your 195 pound and less pound ass around, the 250RX has plenty of power for you. I'm 175 pounds. It gets me around just fine. Sure, it's not as luggable in third gear as the 450RX, but you put that thing in second, and you can lug your way around sand washes, slick rock, just as fine, and it's less work than the 450. I've had other test riders from other manufacturers ride the 250RX and go, that's probably one of the most fun bikes I have ridden in a long time. Why? The chassis feels compact, light. The engine is just an- just has just enough excitement down low to make it fun, it pulls very far. You can rev the shit out of it, and it doesn't have that rigidity like the, the bigger bikes on the 450. Uh, obviously, less inertia, so it's easier to throw around, and it's just a fun, playful machine that's capable of hauling your larger butt around. I try to preach this on my show a lot. Like Even if you're a bigger rider, 200 pounds below, you can still ride a 250. I get guys that email and say, I'm 220 pounds. I don't ride a lot, okay? I don't ride a lot. I just started riding again. Do you think a 250 is okay for me? Absolutely. Of sure, you're going to have to get some springs, maybe a revalve for your suspension, but there is plenty of power to have fun if you're just looking to have fun on a motorcycle. If you're a competitive racer and you want to win, maybe the 250 isn't the right uh, bike for you. But if you just want to have fun, there's nothing wrong pulling up to your crowd of buddies at the track or trail and pulling out a 250. Uh, I'm older. I don't have an ego. Like, I don't care. I feel like you're going to pass your your dudes that are dragging their tongue in the spokes when you get some tighter trails when you're on a 250. So if I'm going to go race some races, even these, for me, even these hair and hounds that are out here, I would choose a 250 because I don't want to go Mach 10. I only want to go so fast, and I can, if I do get in trouble on the trail or a track, it's easier to recover on a 250. The changes that Honda made to the frame adapt that way to this 250RX. Um, so I kind of read off what they did. So there is, and if you're listening, Honda, you need to reword um, some of these features that are on your website. Because it says new engine hangers, right? If you go on to powersports.honda.com, it'll say new engine hangers. For 2023, we've made the cylinder head engine hanger stronger and stiffer. Okay, I can deal with that. And made the frame thicker where the hangers attach. I understand that, and I'll tell you what that does. The whole assembly is more rigid now to enhance handling. You might want to reconsider those words. The whole assembly is more rigid. Rigid. In the consumer world, guys that don't know a lot 
about motorcycle is not a friendly word. It's not. Uh, rigid is like, uh, for me, is the word discharge. I do not like that word discharge. It's, it's ugly. It's disgusting. I want to throw up. Uh, my wife says that, and I'm uh, rigid. Ugh. I don't like it. It makes me think of harsh, stiff, uh, deflection. I don't like it. Maybe use a different word. I'm not a marketing genius, but just throwing it out there. So what Honda is trying to say is, yes, they made it stiffer in areas, so it feels more agile. There's the frame is thicker where the hangers or the hangers attach to to make the bike stick better when it's on the edge of the tire. Uh, similar to KTM, what they did with their frame is they're trying to make it uh, a little bit stiffer, but when you're pushing the bike faster speeds and you're on the edges of your tire, having those points that are a little bit thicker and more rigid will help make the bike feel more planted. If you have a looser feel or uh, less thick uh, points of contact near the engine hangers, straight line will be more comfortable. But when you start to lean the bike on the edges of the tires on throttle, what that does, it causes wallowing and deflection because that frame is flexing. So there's a balance point where you want some rigidity slash uh, comfort. And that is a very slippery slope when you're designing a frame. I've been in many, many processes where you're trying to design a frame that has um, great cornering character, but great straight line stability. The Kawasaki is probably one of the best frames that we have out there right now that has that straight line stability along with decent cornering ability. Uh, the 22YZ450 frame was similar. Yamaha, I feel, maybe went a little bit backwards in that area for 2023. But Honda is trying to get there with their RX and their R's. But I just think in our world, if we go ride that RX and R, more of the 450 side of things, it feels stiffer natured compared to other machines. Again, if you ride in softer dirt, not a big deal. If you're a bigger rider, 200 over 200 pounds, uh, and you ride a 450, you will not notice the rigidity as much as my little skinny ass. Okay, I'm sensitive to that because I don't got a lot of muscle. All right? I'm a little pussy when it comes to a, a man. If you're looking at a man scale, I'm on the lower end of the man scale because I'm built like a moto guy. I'm pretty skinny, not a lot of muscle. I'm built for um, longevity and not brute strength. So I can't hang on to the bike as much as you bigger dudes can. So that rigidity doesn't come into play as much as it does for me. So just so you guys know that. Uh, so the frame has changed. You got new engine hangers. Uh, they did a lot of work to uh, the intake, the throttle body, and the cam timing to make it smoother, less jerky. And when you think of off-road and moto and that blend, you don't want to have such a fast bike down low, uh, similar to like a 2020 Honda 450. That thing was way too fast down low, and it was snatchy and grabby. If you guys don't know what snatchy is, is you touch that throttle, and it's jerky. So you can never get that smooth feel through a corner. Or if you're in tighter trails and you're trying to lug it, it's not jerking out of your hands and it's getting out of control and breaking rural traction. So Honda went and made some changes to the intake, uh, the intake, the throttle body, and the cam timing to try to smooth that out. And I brought two people out with me to this test. Michael Allen, which he's an off-road guy. He is more on the side of 80% off-road, 20% moto. And my retired... Uh, buddy Greg Loop, which is just, hey, I'll go ride with you, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. He's one of those buddies that just picks up and goes with you and, and has a good time. Um, he owns a 2022 YZ450F. Um, he normally isn't a huge fan, fan of Hondas because he, uh, he notices some rigidity as well, but also he doesn't like a very uh, touchy motorcycle. He likes a smooth motorcycle, and he lugs. I try to get Greg to downshift. He will not do it. So we have to adjust his gearing and go up on his gearing to so he can ride third and fourth gears. I don't know how many times this guy comes in the corners in third gear with the RPMs down at like 4,000 and he just stalls his bike. I'm like, dude, you got to downshift. So 
He was impressed with the 450RX, which blew my mind because I thought it was going to be way too much. But Honda did some work. Uh, Greg was a Map 2 guy. Map 1 on the Honda 450RX is stock, as you guys know. Map 2 is a smoother map, and Map 3 has more aggression. I don't think Map 3 is very usable unless you're on TC, which we'll get to that here in a minute. But for a guy that's almost 60 years old, doesn't ride a lot, is not in riding shape. He's in good physical shape, but he's not in riding shape. He was blown away of how much power this bike had, but how much usable rear-wheel traction uh, this bike had as well. He was in third gear. I followed him around for one loop around this test loop that we had at, at a Chocolate Mountain. And again, Greg was in third gear. I'm thinking, now he's going to stall it. He didn't stall it one time. He covered the clutch, hydraulic clutch, which he liked as well. And uh, he could lug his way around without being at too grabby. So the Honda RX changes in the engine is improved, especially in the off-road sense. Uh, you can lug it. You can cover that clutch a little bit. It's not so grabby. So he was in map two, which will give you a little bit more lugability. Map one is something that I stick to because it has a little bit more excitement, but broader uh, when it comes to mid to top end. And then the smoother map two map is more of like a smoother linear down low to mid range and then kind of signs off up on top. Uh, so he was more that way because he's a short shifting kind of guy and I'll let my bike eat a little bit more. So I am not in third gear as much as Greg and I'm in second, but second wasn't so touchy and grabby for me that I was like, oh my God, like I need to add a tooth or two so I can run third gear. The changes inside the motor do help a lot. And and for whatever reason, um, and I do know the mapping is different on the RX versus the R. It To me, I prefer the RX mapping, even on a motocross track. I wish I had that RX mapping on my R. Um, just broader, smoother, a little bit more luggable. So I know Johnny Campbell had a lot to do with the development of some of that, and uh, they did a great job for the guy that wants to go trail ride. So for me, uh, I like the 450RX mapping more than the R, and uh, the bike, for whatever reason, maybe because it's heavier, the tank and things, it just doesn't feel as rigid as the R, and I had a good time. And there was some rough sections out there on the trail, so there wasn't like it was just like a buttery smooth, uh, I'm going to snow you over type of intro with all of our great trails that we have. The trail was hacked up, beat up, dry, you know, so it, it was actually really fun, and the bike was very pleasant to ride. But the 250RX, man, that is a fun bike to ride. I can rev the shit out of it. I can get more aggressive. The suspension on the 250RX is plusher to me than the 450RX. So I'm 175 pounds, like I said. I set the sag to 105. Uh, Michael Allen, he was about the same size as me. Greg is 205 pounds. Little soft for Greg, but he had a great time riding the 250RX as well. He preferred the 450 just because he could lug it more. But Greg, my buddy, is anti-250. Every time I tell him, hey, you should try to ride a 250, he's like, oh, I ain't riding a 250. Uh, it's not, even, not enough power. It's stupid. It's mental masturbation. That's what he says. Everything's mental masturbation. Oh, it's dumb. Well, he, I didn't tell him. And Greg, Greg has just removed just enough where he can't really tell if it's a 250 or 450 visually. Because you really can't unless you really know motorcycles or obviously read the shroud. Greg didn't read the shroud. And he's like, man, this thing's really fun to ride. I go, yeah, how's the power? 
He's like, yeah, power's, it doesn't feel as fast, but it, it, it's fun to ride. And I go, huh, it's a 250, Greg. Really? I go, yep. Huh. And I could see his mind go, just blow up. And he's like, wow, that was fun. I go, I told you. And I, I, as a friend, I shouldn't do that because then he goes, oh, yeah, here we go, Mr. Know-it-all over here. Well, <laughs> he actually had a great time. And he's like, I would consider riding one around our trails up here in the high debt. So that tells you something about the bike. I'm telling you that I would rather ride a 250RX. If you're a guy that gets to ride once a month, twice a month, the 250RX 23 edition, I'm going to tell you the 23 edition, is a very fun bike to ride. Sorry to interrupt the RX program here, but we're going to do some commercials. But just chill down. Chill down. Save yourself some money. Listen to these suckers. Get the discount codes or email me if you want those discount codes. But listen, we'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. 
I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Band on my Yamahas. There is a brand new band that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day? Who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, 
who got the best of you, baby. That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. Now, see, that wasn't so bad. We are back. On with the show. Now, you're going to ask me, the next thing you're going to ask me is, Kiefer, what would you rather ride, a Yamaha or a Honda or even a KTM? I would rather ride a 250RX because of the ergonomics. I'm going to get to the fuel tank in a minute. I like the way I sit on the RX. The power is good. The suspension is nice. And it's just easy to maneuver around. The YZ250FX ergos are shit. The engine has more low-end, which I like. I can lug it more on the 250FX. Uh, but it flames out at times. I have a little bit of flame out on the 250FX where I don't have that on the RX. So it's a little bit... Uh, a little bit of a, um, a caveat for me because I do prefer the engine on the Yamaha a little bit more on the low side, but the ergonomics, the suspension, and the way I feel on the Honda is just, it's a better direction for me and I have more fun on it. So I would choose the Honda over the 250FX. Now, if you ask me in the motocross world, what would I ride? I would rather ride a 250F versus a CRF 250R because uh, the suspension spec on the R is just not quite as good as it is on the RX. The RX, uh, the 250RX suspension is good for what it's tailor-made for, is that 50-50 type of rider. So there's a blend of performance and some comfort when you go on the trail. I backed, um, I backed out the fork compression on the 450RX, two clicks, and then I went in one click on the fork and one slower on the rebound on the fork on the 250RX. So that's how close we were with clickers between all of us. So it, it's very, very nice to have some track toughness, you guys know that word, um, with these motorcycles. I just think it's a little bit of a friendlier Honda, these RXs versus the Rs. So um, I have a great time on the RX. I have a lot of praise for the 250RX, more so than the R model. And you guys know me. Some of you guys, oh, you get paid by Yamaha, which is complete bullshit. I don't. I like a Yamaha, especially in the 2022 world, but I do prefer the Honda RX when it comes to um, riding some 50-50 trails. Um, just I can maneuver around a little bit better on the Honda, and I like that. So uh, things I don't like about the RX, the fuel tank, it feels very bulky in between my knees uh, when I ride in tighter areas. That winged-out fuel tank is not the most uh, attractive, for one, but also doesn't feel great when you're trying to squeeze with the bike. Um, I only notice it in areas where it's tight or I got to lift my foot up. If I'm standing and you know maneuvering on my balls of my feet and trying to go over rocks, I do not notice it. It's just when I go to sit, stick my leg out, or any time that I'm seated up against the tank uh, over the front of the bike. Um, if you're third, fourth gear down a clip of a fire road and you're kind of leaning forward, Danny Hamill style, like gripping in it and you're leaning over, your head's over the, the handlebar. I do notice it's a little bit wide there. But 
that's the only downside of that Honda is that tank area. I feel like they need to get rid of that winged fuel tank area and make the gas tank a little bit um, deeper inside lower, um, a little bit lower and deeper. So maybe get rid of some of that wide bulky area up on top. Um, I, I like a pair of Dunlops. I'm not a huge fan of the 81 tire. If I was you guys, I'd go back to MX-33. Uh, the 33 longevity-wise is about the same as an 81, but I feel like I have more traction with the 33 than I do an 81. Um, maybe just burn through those 81 tires and then go up to some Dunlop MX-33s. Um, another downside to me is there is... It, the 450 could be a little bit too much for some riders um, if you don't um, ride that much and you just say, hey, I'm, I'm simply going to 450. You can't talk me into going to 250, Chris. I need a 450. So what I've done is I've created something to help you guys with some of that. You said, F you, Kiefer. I don't want I'm 210 pounds. I'm not going to 250. I'm getting a 450. Can I make it more manageable for me? Yes, you can. So there is traction control on this RX. Here's what you can do. Leave it in map one and run it at TC2. There's three different traction control maps, and that'll help mellow out that power and give you a little bit more real traction and not be so responsive. Another combo, so map one, TC2. Another combo is map three, TC3. So... I went through all different kinds of combos with this RX and the R, for for a matter of fact. And I would say map three by itself with TC off, it's too much. But then I put the map three on, and then I tried TC one. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a little better. Still too much. But then I was like, let's just try the extreme and go to TC three with map three. And holy shit, man, you have excitement, but that excitement is so connected to that rear wheel I'm thinking to myself, why didn't Honda make this TC3 and Map3 just a normal map? Maybe make that the Map2 because I feel like I'm super connected to the rear wheel. It gets the power to the ground, but third gear is way more luggable, and it's not so grabby. So if you guys are looking for more manageable power, try Map3 TC3. And that will get you that happy medium where it's like, all right, I got a lot of traction. I need to climb up this cobby, rocky hill, but I need some extra oomph over some of these little ledges that I got to get over. And this is what Map 3 TC3 does. So look into that. Also, what you guys can do is go refer back to my torque settings on my 450R article on keyforinktesting.com. That'll help compliancy on this as well. Torque settings do make a difference, especially swing arm pivot uh, torque settings, axle, uh, front and rear, and then there's engine hanger uh, torque specs that I've created on the R that actually do work on this RX. So that'll work on the 250 and the 450 side, and you can do that, and, and that'll be um, a little bit better direction for you. But overall, I think Honda went the correct way with this RX, and Sure, would I like a little bit more comfort on the 450 side? Yes, but these bo the, both these bikes are very, very enjoyable to ride. I'm a 250RX guy. I'm going to try to get a 250RX for long term. I want to ride a couple Heron Hounds on the 250RX with the Spark Rester, of course, 
and then spend more time on it for durability things and maybe try some modifications to the engine to see how much power I can get out of it and uh, keep it reliable. That's my goal for the 2023 year with that 250 model. I will most likely not keep a 450 RX. So I'm only allowed so many motorcycles, right? There's only so many motorcycles to go around to all of us media. And I've got to kind of prioritize which ones I think um, would help you guys, the consumer or listener. And to me, the 250 RX, I think, is more uh, of a bike that I think would uh, more people would like to hear about. And more people ride that, especially back east. You guys back east and the tighter, snotty stuff, I can see why you love this 250 RX so much because it's a very fun bike to ride. So, uh, Renthal fat bar handlebars, sure, not, not I like the bend. I would go to a Pro Taper Evo bar. Sure, I know they're advertiser. You're like, oh, keep her, blah, 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 suck it. But Pro Taper does offer more flex, less vibration feel. When you put a Pro Taper on, I go to an SX Race bend on the Pro Taper side. Uh, the hydraulic clutch on the 450 is a little bit uh, grabby. Not a huge fan of the grabbiness of the Nissan hydraulic clutch, and that is mostly in... Uh, tighter areas uh so um bob the wizard over at arc makes a whole hydraulic system for that so if you're looking for a little bit more of a linear feel go check out arc and they sell a hydraulic uh system for the honda that really does help uh the clutch on the 250 is still a cable pull and it's very very hard it's not easy to pull I would like Honda to look and address that pull. It, it's a very tough pull. So go to a Works Connection Elite Clutch Perch and Lever. Uh, Eric over there makes a clutch lever that's a Honda ratio, which I use on my Yamahas because I like that ratio. So that ratio provides a little bit more of a linear feel pull and as well as a softer um, engagement. So that'll help you as well. I like that Honda has handguards on here. It is an off-road hybrid model, so yes, you need handguards. Does 18-inch rear-wheel uh, tires. It has kickstand. I must be getting old because I like a kickstand. <laughs> That's sad to say, man, but uh, it is it is nice to have. I like to have just kickstand down, boom. I wouldn't put that 450RX on the stand, on a normal moto stand, and it's a heavy son bitch. Doesn't feel that heavy on the trail. Feels pretty light. The 250 feels really light on the trail. And, uh, yeah, man, it was just an enjoyable experience to see Johnny receive his awards. It was a little bit of an eye-opener for me for me to ride these RXs. I wasn't uh, over the moon about riding them. And I'm completely transparent with you guys. There's some tests that I get more excited about than others. I wasn't extremely excited to ride these bikes. But once I rode with... The changes that Honda made, which I knew about going into this, but I didn't think they'd make that much a difference because obviously I've ridden them with the R. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they actually do work out on the trail. I just think Honda needs to reword some of that on their website. Um, fun bikes to ride, and uh, I'm sure they are out at dealers right now. So I know some of you guys are complaining about getting CRF450Rs. Those are a little, bit of an, a little bit of a nightmare to get right now, but I do know that RXs are on the dealership floor as we speak. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to do some long-distance uh, durability testing on the RX250. So 
Stay tuned for more on that. I have Michael Allen, my guy, going to type up an article of what he thinks about the RXs coming from an off-road standpoint over on keferinktesting.com, so look for that. But we're wrapping up this year, folks. we got a couple more episodes, and then I'm done for the year. And then uh, look for bigger and better things for next year and more episodes next year. Coffee with the Kiefers haven't come back yet. I've been telling you that it's going to. We do have a show in the queue right now um, that I'm waiting for Christmas time to post. So look for that if you guys are on vacation. You want a little bit of family banter and some things that have been going on with us. Coffee with the Kiefers is back after one year. It's been one year since we did a show. Holy shit. I can't believe it went by that fast. Um, but that will be up. And you want some new merch? We got some new hoodies coming out. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com or just go to our shop over on KieferInkTesting.com and uh, get some of that stuff for Christmas. That'll help us out as well. And, of course, if you see me at the track or the trail or whatever, come by and say hi. And uh, as always, our we have an open-door policy. Come bullshit with us about bikes, family, whatever it is. Uh, we love to hear it. And, as always, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com is the email to ask questions and hopefully get some answers. And if I don't have an answer, I'll just tell you, man, I do not know I'm an idiot. I will not try to uh, act like I know everything because I do not. <laughs> but uh, I will try to help you as much as possible, and that's why we built this whole thing over here. So uh, stay tuned for more episodes. we got a couple left. Be good to each other. Uh, ride safe. And uh, hopefully you guys spend some quality time with the family on the holidays. So we'll see you next week.